welcome to Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. If you're re-entering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? To help you find a job that fits your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Career Sequel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, and today's episode is such a treat. It is all about how your career path can be full of surprises. And this is especially because we are so often blind to our own strengths, skills, and accomplishments. Joining me today is my friend and former client, Norma Mendelssohn. Norma worked for nearly a decade as an attorney before she stepped out of the paid workforce to stay home with her three boys, and one was my son's grade school classmate. Norma contacted me when her youngest went away to college. At that point, it had been 20 years since she had stepped foot in a law office. And then fast forward to today. Norma has her own writing consulting business. Her specialty is helping her clients develop their written voice in a way they've never heard it before. She does this as an online and e-commerce copywriter in the food, wellness, and coaching industry. She writes beautiful copy for websites, blogs, and email marketing. Norma also works in the academic space, helping high school students find their voice in written expression. Norma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> now, Norma, in my introduction... I left a little bit of a gap. I wanted to just go back to you thinking about going back to work and wondering if you should return to work. You know, it's funny when you hear about it as that long of a time span, because when you say something like nearly 20 years, it sounds tremendous, right? Mm -hmm. But I was doing stuff during that time, but I never thought anything that I did qualified as work. So I remembered our first conversation and you said, Lee, I don't know what you're going to do with me because I've done nothing. I've done <laughs> absolutely nothing. In your mind, you had done zero. I stopped being a lawyer and started being a mom. I saw it in my head, right? Like I left that life and started a different life and did whatever it was that that life involved. Whatever the task of the moment of that era was, I became that expert. Mm -hmm. So as my kids grew, what I did changed, right? What my expertise was shifted. So I became a very knowledgeable academic advisor for a lot of parents who didn't know how or where to place their children or what services their kids might be needing or how to evaluate their students' learning styles or their social and emotional stuff. Whatever was necessary, I did. 
But I never knew that that was anything other than just day to day. That was just the way I live. So were you giving yourself any credit during that time of all the things that you were doing and accomplishing and the people you were helping? No, no, no. Because <laughs> be, because you you in that kind of role, you do whatever it is that presents itself and you do the hell out of this. <laughs> and that's just the way you roll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I knew you when our kids were in elementary and middle school. I believe that was when it first we first met. Right. And you, you ran the school. You were in charge of everything. There was nothing that Lee Coles didn't do. She was magic fairy in the school in every capacity and she did it all seamlessly. That that's the way I just assume that's what everybody did. They mm-hmm. just took whatever the job was in the moment that was necessary and they just beat the hell out of it. And mm-hmm. so that's what I did. I never recognized the value of any of it. I simply recognized that it was what I did. Right. You were constantly active. And there's one thing that everybody knew about you. Norma Mendelssohn is a beautiful writer. I am telling you, if Norma Mendelssohn posts something, you've got to read it. It is it is full of humor and love and self-deprecation and insight. And, and it's just one thing that's always been so special about you is just this flair, this writing flair. When we were talking about all the things you'd done on your career break, and sure enough, we put the shovel down into the sand. We scooched the sand aside, dug a little deep, and there was this treasure chest. We pop it open. It is overflowing with gold. Tell everybody about what we found when we were discussing your career break. Well, as long as I've been sentient, I've been a writer. Like I've always been able to write from very young age, just what I could do. Because it was something I always did, I discredited it. You know, I didn't really think about it as anything special. It was just who I was. Together, we kind of found that I had been writing this whole time. Um... And it was just something I did, but the fact that I did it was apparently something that was special and unique um, for for my road. All of this stuff started coming up as we were sifting through the sand, and there was just tons of edit and then clean up, and then that I had written, and you know, I was ghostwriting for people. I didn't realize this was really valuable stuff and that was sort of the my career that I'd been building all along and I just really had taken it for granted. Right. So often we are unable to see our own strengths and that's because these are things that come so naturally to us. We're born with them. They're effortless for us. So other people can see our strengths, but so often we cannot. So with you, everyone knows that you're a beautiful writer. I think that's amazing that you said you thought that everybody knew how to write. I remember you said, well, I've been doing writing for this 
this website. I've been doing some blogs and I pulled up this health and wellness website, a beautiful website with beautiful copy, an extensive website. And, and I said, wait, Norma, did you write all of this? You had written it all. And then I said, wait, have you written any blogs? And he said, oh, there's some blogs on there. I looked at each blog is a, a beautiful recipe, but not just, okay, take a cup of sugar and a, two eggs. It's it's a whole introduction to why you'd want to eat this amazing, yummy thing. And I remember sitting on a session with you, Norma, counting the, I said, how many of you did you write? There were six, over 60 blogs. You didn't know this never, counted. <laughs> no, I never, I never counted this stuff just because I, it would come in and I would do the job and I, you know, I loved the words and, you know, I, and to be, I just want to be very clear. I'm not the recipe creator. That's not my thing, but I would find the voice of it and do the intros and stuff. And the blogs were things where once again, as I said, the, the, the person who, who has this stunning, stunning site and this incredible business, you know, she had her eyewood vision, but she didn't have the feel for the word. And so take what I was sort of told or what I was, you know, what was suggested. And I'd be like, I got that for you. Don't worry about it because it comes naturally to me. I just need the feeling. I just need the idea kernels. And then I could speak the way that that voice needed to be be presented. And it was like, I would channel what words needed to say is what I would bring out of the page. I never counted what I wrote. I never kept track of what it was I was doing until one day because there was one blog in specific where there was a very basic idea that was presented it was about a desk in a window and the suggestion that i worked from was how you clean a desk it was like very kind of rote information and and there was just something about this desk and this window that spoke about time and the passage of time and the growth of people and the growth of just organic life, you know, trees changing and children changing and people changing. And it was probably, and I think it still remains the single most valuable thing I've written in this era of my life. It it, it struck me as a deeply, deeply beautiful and meaningful piece. And I was very, very proud of that. And when I produced that, I think that was very much a turning point for me, where I realized the power and value of the words that I could feel. It took me a long time after that to come find you. That I will say, I wasn't ready to understand what I needed in terms of my professional life, but that was the line in the sand where I realized I had something that I wanted to claim as my own. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty pivotal, I think, um, in in finding something that I loved doing that I wanted to own as opposed to something I felt I needed to do professionally, you know, which was, was expected of me or that fulfilled someone else's idea of 
or my idea of what a working person should be or should be doing or how, that was really the first place where I claimed a piece of myself. Mm-hmm. And it took a while to get to you to finally say, I don't know how, but there's something about me that I really want to own and do something with, but I haven't done anything yet. And I don't know how. And right. I, I didn't all the dots until I got to you. Right. I do remember you told me that you weren't sure you were worth investing in. You didn't know if you <laughs> if it was worth it. I, I have no doubt that I said that. I remember having a conversation with my husband somewhere around that time, not directly related to the meeting with you, but just how I was feeling at that particular time. And I remembered saying to him, I hate the thought of going to like a party or like an event or a cocktail party. I hate the thought of doing it because I feel like I can't talk about it. Like I have nothing to say if I walk into a room. Like I simply am going to be surrounded by people who all go, well, I do this and I do that. And what do you do? And I would be standing there saying, I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I play tennis. Other than that, I don't have any value. So yeah, I, I didn't know if working with you and investing actual tangible time, money, and effort into me was justifiable. Mm-hmm. Justifiable is really the right word. You know, it's it's not like I felt insecure per se, or that I had, you know, some sort of a really um, dysmorphic view of myself in that like kind of, you know, I hate myself kind of way. I didn't feel that way, but I really felt like I had nothing that warranted anybody taking a second look at what I had to present. I just didn't see it. You, You said something a little earlier that is just so, so spot on, which is when you have a gift or a passion or um, a skill that is just so innate that it's part of what you've always lived with, it's incredibly, it's it's like a little bit of a black hole because you've walked with it always. So you discredit it. Like you don't see the specialness in what you bring to the table because it's just sort of always come to the table with you. You never had to think about it. And when that happens, you really take away from yourself. If I had it to do over, I think more than anything, I would want myself to know that you should never undervalue the gifts that you have, like always claim them. They're your. Sometimes it takes another person to point out your gifts though. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It took me decades and decades and decades to understand that everybody couldn't write windows open that you don't know are there and they're just sitting there. You just don't know. I love that. The windows are open. You just don't know it. You have a gift that we uncovered together going through your strengths, your core values, the skills that you love. You can get into people's heads and really understand them and help them express themselves on the written page. One thing that you are able to do through your business is help people who are designing their websites, help people who are bringing products to market. What did it take for you to figure out that you could do this professionally? Oh, huge amounts of gentle kicks from you. 
<laughs> I, 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 um, I cannot understate all the negative voices that were in my head when I very reluctantly said, okay, I'm going to try this. I mean, the months that we spent working together were very, very, very instrumental in flushing out the negative voices. Those voices really build up over time because... It's it does it's not like anyone else ever has to say a negative thing to you for you to build that up because you can easily be your own biggest self-saboteur. No mm. question. No question. So self-doubt and self-loathing and all sorts of negative things float around in there. And it really overwhelms the good stuff that's there. So having someone like you really focus the mental process, you really shifted more than anything the way I thought, thought about myself thought about my abilities, thought about my position in life, those things, you sometimes, maybe more than sometimes, need someone outside of yourself to switch that balance in the in the in the cesspool of your mind, really. I remember when I first was interacting with people that I ended up working with, I was petrified. I, I, I was I was a trained professional. I was a very like highly educated person. And I felt like I was absolutely a nobody and I had no right to be feeling like I had anything to offer. And that shifted. It shifted. And now I feel a level of agency and a level of comfort just with what I'm capable of in all walks of my life right now that I absolutely did not have when you and I first got together. Absolutely did not have. Right. So yeah, yeah. Someone outside of your head helping that is is essential. Like I said, it is so easy for me to see all your talent. And I'm just so glad that you now have fully embraced it. Yeah. Thank you. How can people get a hold of you now, Norma? If, if there's someone out there who needs help with their e-commerce, their writing, their emails, or needs help for their children learning how to write or writing essays, how can they get a hold of you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. So Norma Mendelson on LinkedIn. And can I give your business email? Yeah, please. So Norma Mendelson at gmail.com. Yeah. Norma, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It has been so fun to talk to you. And I feel like your story is an inspiration. I know so many people can learn so much, not only from what you went through, but also from the services you have to offer as well. I like to say, I have a little saying that I say with Norma, which is, normification for all. <laughs> Everyone well, needs normification. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Lee. This has been a, a joy and it has been a pleasure. And I uh, I thank you for opening up my world so that I can reach out to people and write for them the things that they really want to convey. Norma, thank you. And to everybody who joined us today, Take good care and know that we are cheering you on. Bye-bye. 
Hey, if you're going back to work after a career break, I have a gift to help you get started. It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, Get the Four Simple Steps Now. That's careersequel.com. Get the four simple steps now. See you there.